Uh, be ready. Uh, it's a surprise because we don't have a we don't have an overlay. That I'm, Dante still, made for us. I'm still working on it, goddammit. All right. God, anyway, we, uh, are, we are live with my unprofessional ass podcast panel members. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy FC Violent. We're back again with that another Vitamin G podcast. Get your weekly dose of that vitamin G. You heard? Uh, make sure. Let me know if I let me know if I sound straight. Uh, just, you know, before we get no, you sound pretty flamboyant. Flamboyant. Uh, you must you must have your mirror in front of your screen when you're saying that. But uh, let me uh, let me go to my guy Dante Crisis just to start this off, man. What's going on with you, bro? Uh, not much. Um, just. Uh, recording some uh, Resident Evil 6 in the uh, hope that I can get that and Resident Evil 7 done before May because I honestly am the mistaken impression thought that uh, Resident Evil 8 was coming out in October because, you know, it would make thematic sense, but it's not. It's coming out in May. Um, so, yeah, I got that. They patched Persona 5 Strikers, so the loading times are not as atrocious, which is good. Good. Um... Aside from that, we're just playing some Siege and currently dealing with a fucking headache. Uh, tragic, man. Headache earlier, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Let me go to my guy, Pharaoh Bazaar. What's going on with you, bro? I'm just coming live from uh, Dolby Atmos and John. Uh, <laughs> is, is that what that is? Do you have it for real? Yeah. Yeah. What? Of course. Of course. I can I can hear your feet ruffling against the, uh, the carpet as we speak. Oh, man. This, this guy got Dolby Atmos just to play Madden so you can hear the audibles. Uh, let me go yeah. to my guy, special guest again. Welcome back, that Clonius Games man. What's going on with you, bro? Oh, not a whole lot. Glad to be back after what? How long you guys about? Uh, we were we were we were Let's back see. last week, sir. Well, I know, but I'm talking like the height is also anyway. Anyway, man, I've been okay. Um, now that I have a PC, I can play almost anything. So I've been playing. Let's see, Cyberpunk, GTA Four. God, that got awful screen tearing. Um, Siege, obviously, with Dante. Man, I look must have. That's what's up, man. You know, Among Us, Dead Space, Dead, Dead, Dead Rising 4. Yes, I'm playing old games on PC, I know. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the coming of age. If you're not playing an old game on PC, are you really a PC gamer? Especially when I never, like I, destroy. I, I never got when the age of the game became important. Like... We're gonna get into the game. We're gonna when gonna, you can destroy like, every requirement. We're going to get into that. All right, that's gonna be. Hopefully, we'll touch upon that in the last topic. Um, just game legacy. Is it important? You know what I mean. Um, so we'll get we'll get right into that because there's a lot of talk today and every day when it comes to console peeps talking about that. One favors it and the other doesn't favor it. And me, I'm like, what the what? What are y'all doing? Anyway, um, let me go to my guy Omar. What's going on with you, bro? up um i platinumed uh i finished sackboy i wish to platinum the game but i need to have i need to have people that uh, playing it as well so yeah because there are levels that you can only finish you can only play let alone finish if you play with somebody else and playing it online is very difficult because you want specific level and people are gonna not cooperate with you so that's a bonus i started two games i started two games i started box snack which i really enjoyed 
uh, one every character in the game is voiced is voiced so that's insane for an indie game and it's creative i like the concept i like how you're literally playing pokemon without playing pokemon at the same time you're actually trying to catch capture Bucksnap, which are sort of creature, and you need to be smart about it. And in a, and yeah, it's fun, it's creative, and I like it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I finished. I started and finished Man Eater. I platinum David like great. That game gave me such a pain onto my wrist, like I would be. Spamming the attack button, which is on R2, and it literally gave me pain on my wrist. I don't recommend that game. What game is Stop it? Playing. Huh? What game is that? Man Eater. It's Man. a short oh, game. game. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fun game, but damn. And it is easy to play. And now I'm playing Need for Speed Payback. And yeah. Uh, I'm not feeling that you're need, you're using cards to tune in your cards. Like no, give me the original one, please. Give me cards. Give me Need for Speed Most Wanted and all that stuff. And other than that, I finished Astrobot, which I fucking adored. Nice. And that's it. Yeah, that's Astrobot's definitely gonna be uh, referenced somewhere. Um, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, my guy. Zero, what's going on with you, bro? What you been up to? What's going on, people? Um, nothing much really. Uh, you'll be happy to know, FC. I spent the weekend playing a lot of Halo. Ooh. Um, specifically Halo Two. <laughs> um, at a friend's house, uh, thanks to Game Pass, apparently. Uh, the Master Chief Collection. So doing that, playing Ooh, a lot of Bravely Default. Like a LAN party, or, or like what was the setup? No, online. He he's got a five and a. A one or series x excuse me um so no, i just played online okay um, okay like uh boy we have come a long way since halo 2 <laughs> <laughs> i was like jeez still got it though yeah laying down it, headshots with brs all day yeah but uh, the maps are still classic though oh yeah perfectly um a- absolutely perfect the master chief collection is interesting um Otherwise, that's pretty much it. Got to really test out the new systems for the first time ever. So played Astrobot, um, messed around in Game Pass for a little bit. I like them both. They're pretty cool. Um, the, the the triggers for the PS5 is actually quite impressive. Um, but then being home, it's mostly Bravely Default. That's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, and, you know, Apex, but mostly Bravely Default. I'm about 30 hours in. Jeez, man. I... I'm still in there. Uh, I haven't progressed too far because I'm playing this uh, this card game. Any game that has a card game, best believe I'm be injecting a lot of time just playing just the card game. Whatever those. And the, the card Witcher. game is so good. It is. <laughs> and then like I ain't gonna lie, when it's one of those where like if you lose, they take your shit like the pink slip. I I'm gonna save beforehand. I don't have time to retrace. Oh yeah, all the go, time. And, all go, time. and go back. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, that old lady be cheating. I don't care what happens. I'm saving. Uh, so did you get to the part? Have you played the lady in cards yet? The, I the, can't remember her the name. gambler, right? Yeah, yeah, her. the gambler. Yeah, yeah, I beat her. Okay, you beat. So you got yeah. gambler class. All right, yeah, yep, yeah. Game's fun. Game's fun. I'm still trying to figure out what's the best combo. Um, 
and whether or not do you really need to go traditional. So, but we'll, we'll see. Because right now, like I have my healer, my healer I have both both of them like are the subclasses, the white mage, and then my main healer is actually a bard. So I don't know. I didn't do bard yet. I turned my black mage into a beast master, um, really? and I turned my I turned Gloria into a gambler. Hmm. So the thing about gambler, I'm not sure. Like it's it's very similar to a bard, but it's more random. So I don't know. It it also takes your money. Oh. Like that's its skill. Its skill set is based on like when you see the numbers, it'll be like three hundred or mm-hmm. nine hundred. That's your money. That's your actual money. Wow. That it uses to, oh, so uses like I don't know if it's called gill in the game, but that's wild. Okay. Uh, it's called PG. Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Fuck that class. I'm not using it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's a skill they have where it will you spin the wheel and then it gives you like an X amount of money. Normally it's a lot. Like it could be like two thousand. Uh, okay. Um, so you can kind of keep recycling your cash and attacking. Um, but you can get like I have one that I think worth ten thousand. So right now, and so you don't want to keep using that. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, well, shout out to my guy K Mega. We got some, we got some big haters in the chat. Halo MCC is a classic, but I don't want to go back to that old ass play style. Oh, uh, the, the, the I whole, can't. the Halo... I tried the whole sprint and realized I couldn't do it, <laughs> and so, I was like, I don't. But before we move, on, are you for sprint? Or are you, are you, are you one of those people, those weirdos who don't want Halo to sprint? No, Halo should sprint. Okay, there we go. No, fair enough. Unless unless the game is super fast, uh, moving. I, I kept clicking in the trigger, trying to sprint, realizing Weird. that I couldn't, and like I'm just sitting here moving. So everybody's gonna move at the same speed. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, Halo needs to evolve. Fuck that. But that's what's up, man. Well, welcome back to the world of Xbox. I know, I know you would come back one day. Uh, let me go to my guy. I'm glad he's here, man. Kofi. We got a lot to talk about today, sir. A lot to talk about, Mr. I don't see SIE Japan going anytime soon. So, to you, sir, what you been up to? Man, a um, lot of gaming, a lot of uh, gaming appreciation uh, for me. Uh, most recently, I finished uh, my new worst game of all time, which is really interesting because it allows you to appreciate more games in the series, and that is East 5 Lost Kingdom or Lost Kefin, Kingdom of Sand. And it is interesting because this is a remake that came out from the original. The original came out on the SNES back in the 90s. The remake was made only on PlayStation 2, only in Japan by a company called Taito. And its narrative is awesome. I really enjoy the story. The combat made me want to stub my toe on a dresser. I can't really think of anything more negative than that but uh, the reason why i i guess i finished it was because this particular narrative is the one of the biggest east games that has never been um remade for the west it was remade in japan but it wasn't remade by falcon but the developers did stick to many of the main narratives that were from the original title which in a quick history lesson almost killed the series (laughs) when it originally came on the snes the the East missed two console generations after East 5 came out on Super Nintendo. It didn't return until the PS2 wow. um, with like Ark and stuff like this. So um, the original almost killed it, and then the remake is just so bad. The reason, really quick, that the combat is so bad is somehow line of sight does not mean you're going to hit an enemy. If you're swinging with Adol, I have a lot of gameplay I've posted. If you're swinging with Adol and you're looking directly at an enemy, you will swing past him. 
<laughs> and hitboxes are all over the place. I need to make a meme where Ada's hitbox is like in the top left corner of the screen and Adel's in the bottom right. Because it, it just it just made no sense. Um, but because I enjoyed the narrative so much, it will it will be very memorable to me. And I, I will bring it up because the, the rumor is that Falcon will be remaking this game. And a remake of this game would be amazing. Fans of Dogi, I think, will have some really special moments here. Uh, the, the sense of adventure for, for East 5 for me is bigger. Like, I love East 9, but East 9 takes place in one place. East 5 is like, you don't know where you're going next. And I like that kind of, like, unfamiliarity of where, where you're going to go. Um, um, would you... What about East 8 if you compare it to 5 in terms of... Uh... I would say it's about the same. E like, I, I need to revisit East 8, and it's because I've just sparingly kind of like jumped in and out, and then I forget the storyline, I kind of returned. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely like not knowing and discovering what's going on, and then there's some big moments that I'm like, wow, oh, they did that. And that's really cool, even though this is some old, you know, story from the 90s originally. So I was impressed in some places, and then it was also abyss fiction, which is, you know, a funny term people some people use on Twitter. Uh, what else? So yeah, Brave Default is still in the chamber. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei HD Remaster is still in the uh, in the chamber because because I finished Kefin. Um, and then what? Uh, oh, Arno Surge, which is like I don't know if people know this old series called Artonalico. It came out on PS2. There was one on PS3 that was bad, but it had one spinoff that I never played. It came out in the West on PS3, so I just imported the Japanese remaster of that for PS4 slash 5 and uh, that is gonna get played very soon that's what's up man that's what's up uh, let me see here let me shout out the chat man we got a lot of people in here man I appreciate you guys all coming through um, if you're listening now make sure y'all karate chop that like button and if you're listening after the fact karate chop that like button and subscribe man subscribe but first salute to Nate Clayton what's going on Rodimus J Josh Vossett Diclonius Games in the chat Invader Gaming Kmega405 we doing it live. What's going on, bro? Verg Brizzle, Christopher Harte, Lakers Rams, Arizona Made Gamer. Uh, let me see. Gaming Despair, Delilah HD, My Guy Vaccine Gaming. Hmm. Uh, I believe that's it. Oh, I think, I think that's it so far. Um, so, oh, and I, I'm Amadeus Helsing. I believe I'm saying that correctly, man. Salute to all you guys, and I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to do the news? Or you want to go straight into the topics? Straight into the topics. Roger that. All right, let's go straight into it. Sony hires independent studio, um, which is now called uh, Haven. Uh, new studios founded by Jade Raymond and working on the unannounced new IP for PlayStation. Uh, I'm going to send this to Dante just to give people clarification on who she is and what games she's made in the past. And then we'll talk about, you know, what type of game she would probably make. And is this a, a big get for PlayStation? Because it's been pretty quiet recently. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is to know about Jade, first of all, is <clears throat> she has mainly been a producer and uh, mainly been a producer or a manager on the games that she's been working on. So, I mean, she though, though she does hold some say in saying that, okay, she, you, she made these games, like, she was m mainly a, just a producer mm -hmm. on a lot of these titles that she's about to get credited for. Oh, that I'm about to credit her for, because um, I mean, producers obviously in the gaming industry. To anybody who does not know, are predominantly there to for in charge of overseeing development of a video game. Yeah, the execs. So they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're the uh, 
they're the overlords of, of it all. So the book stop, the, basically the book stops here. And the game she has been uh, responsible for working for was The Sims Online for, for Electronic Arts, Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft. Mm. Uh, she was the producer on both of those. She was the managing director on Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. She was the executive producer on Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Bloodline, uh, Tom Clancy, Splinter Cell, Blacklist, and Watch Dogs. I like Blacklist. She was the managing director of Assassin's Creed Unity and Far Cry 4. Managing director, that is. Uh, she was the executive producer on The Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. And she was the SVP group man- general manager for Star Wars Battlefront 2. So, in general, a mixed bag of games that she's put out there. And you got you to also preface that by also saying that she was, wasn't she ahead of the gaming for Google? Or am I incorrect on that, saying that? Anybody know? Um, I think Google so, hired her, right? Yeah, she, uh, she announced, yes. So uh, in March 2019, Raymond announced that she had joined Google as, the, as a vice president during the 2009 Game Developers Conference. Google uh, affirmated, uh, affirmed that she will be heading the Google Stadia's Stadia Games and Entertainment to create exclusive content for the Google Stadia streaming service. So, again, a very mixed, incredibly mixed, and in my opinion, her being associated with uh, Stadia tainted uh, history with gaming at the moment. Wow, yeah, okay. All right, so that's that's the history of it, even though Dante gave his opinion. Um, of course, I gave my opinion. What, <laughs> what, 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 what did you bring me on here for? I, I know, here not, I'm saying, though, I mean, like, to be fair, she hasn't, when's the last game she released was, what, eight years ago? 2017. It wasn't eight oh. years ago. It was 2017. The last game, the Sim, like, right? again, again, no, no. Like, here's the thing. Listen. If we're talking about a game that she released, like it would be a game that she worked on. It doesn't matter if she was a producer or anything like that. If she was a if she was part of the team that helped make the game, that was the last game mm-hmm. that she released. That was 2017. That was Battlefront 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, about that. All right, so let's let's let, let, let me go to the actual PlayStation guys here in the in in the, in the panel. Um Omar, man, what is what is your take behind this, man? Like, are you are you excited? What's the, what's the barometer, man? What, what, do you, what do you do? You know much about Jay Raymond, and I, I what do also, you think you expect? Let me let me also preference this from what I'm reading about this. Raymond has founded Haven. Yeah, that's her studio. Sony is only investing in the studio to create new IPs. They don't own. So, for all intents and purposes, from what I'm deciphering from this, they don't own Haven. This is a for lack of a better word, this is a this is still a third party studio, not first party. It's similar to like Kojima Productions. Yes, or, yes, we it is very similar to Kojima Productions. But the level of the game, we don't know yet. But anyway, Omar, go ahead, take 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 the round. I'm excited for it because look what happened with Kojima when uh, they gave him the platform and uh, the backing. They created Death Stranding, and I fucking love Death Stranding. And I enjoyed Watchdog. I love Assassin's Creed, the OG one, not the new one. And I love Splinter Cell. So I would love a stealth game from PlayStation. Like a genuine stealth game. 
I love Splinter Cell or something like that. That would be great. Yeah, because just to add on to what Omar said, because this is just this is because uh, I'm looking because I'm just I was very curious about this. Um, this is according this is according to um, uh, business analysts. The game has sold Death Stranding itself has sold four million copies, and according to Kojima himself, and this is obviously the man himself talking to with grain of salt. The game ha- did sell enough to turn a profit to pretty much secure funding for a new project. So, for anybody who turns around and says that Death Stranding failed, it it actually didn't. It did turn profit, and it was, by all all forms of definition, a success. Is that the only measure of failure we take? Uh, I mean, the profit bigger success. That's the thing. I don't think it's. I think people aren't saying it's a failure. I don't. I just think people don't think it's as big as it. Could have oh, no, 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 no. There are, there are some people either who, who have said it. that this game won't. There's, there's some people that are just talking shit about it, but, I mean, this coming from Kojima, we, as people, like, you know, we expected more, you know? I was going to say, you don't think the hype has a, a level of factor behind this? I, did, I, I wasn't saying anything like that. I was saying as a financial thing, which some people have said that this game financially bombed. I'm just setting the record straight that no, this game did not financially bomb. I'm not saying anything about whether the quality of the game is good or not. I'm just stating facts because like it's, it's completely subjective. I enjoyed Death Stranding, but I admit that it wasn't all that it was. It, it wasn't up to what I was expecting, but it was an enjoyable experience for me. Fair At enough. least importantly enough, it made But do it we enough. simply measure success and failure on a profit? Yes, yes. It's because it's because like as 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 awful as contradictive as as this is about saying yes, we do because that's the only way he was going to secure funding for another project, and it's a business in the yeah. end. So yes, sales. Yes. So if a game is badly reviewed, but yet it makes over its budget, that you know that's you're basically talking uh, about you're basically talking about the current state of the fucking Assassin's Creed series. Then you're talking, mm. yeah, you're, talk, you're, you're talking about two K. You talk about Madden. I mean, it's successful if it makes profit. FIFA. FIFA. I mean, it it is what it is. Like I I guess there's two barometers, right? You have you have the you have the big publishing type of arms where all they really want to do is make money. They don't really care. How well it reviews, like a Madden. What did Madden review? Like a forty or some shit? It didn't matter. It still made money. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, there's well, copy paste, right? Which version of some of their yeah. sports games are like copy paste it? And then there's there's other there's other games or maybe trying to go for like I, I guess if you try to put it into like movie terms, right? There's 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 films that are trying to become like trying to get the Oscars, i.e. Game of the Year awards. And there's other films that are just trying to make money. They're you know they're they're there to make money. You know, what I mean? it's not it's not supposed to be the greatest thing in the world. It's never going to win an Oscar, but it's there to make more money. Marvel, Mar- 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 Marvel movies. But Locked in general, in, in general, in general, they're still, you know, is it, is it still successful? Yeah, there's a barometer to it, but it, it depends on what you're looking for. But in the but in the end, in the, in the saying goes, the book stops here. The book stops where the book stops when it makes no money. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Unless you, like, like, ahead, like, ju- like Justice League, like Justice League, when it didn't, it bombed. Made no money for the studio. Yeah, no. And then they then they spent an extra seventy million to make the fucking Snyder Cut. No, I mean, God, God go, damn, go see again. the Snyder Cut. Don't don't care about the haters <laughs> in the panel. <laughs> the, 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 the haters in the panel. Don't make me don't make me bust out my Justice League, all right? I'm just saying, it's a good movie, but that first like, one was a bomb. It, 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 you know why? You know why it was a bomb? Who, who directed it? 
Yo, Josh, Josh Whedon when he gets did, drunk when he did Avengers, the dirt. It wasn't the that's the point yeah, I'm trying to make. I, I don't want no Marvel fucking saying. Marvel stand mm-hmm. directing DC. Was, that's what that's what you get. You get that that cookie cutter shit. Hey, dog, that's what anyway. W. That's what uh, WB. They did him. Yeah, okay. I, I, I kind of find I kind of find that a bit mis- I, I do find that a bit of a misnomer because I'm sorry, but like, yeah, the Snyder cut is good, but I'm sorry if he couldn't get a good fucking movie out of four fucking hours, then he should retire as a fucking director. <laughs> You have, you have four <laughs> fucking hours to make a good y'all, movie. Y'all being disrespectful. I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. I am not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Josh Sweden fan. There's a, there's a number of statements he's made that I can tell him that I personally tell him to his face got fuck himself. He's a but, weird nerd. It, but like as far as as far as like him as a director, I do think he has talent, but like he 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 inherited a fucking mess. Like Josh Sweden inherited a goddamn mess. Of a movie from a director who unfortunately had to leave leave it due yeah. to um, p- uh, because of a family tragedy, and also in, and with that with that mess came studio interference, which they've been in fucking which they've been interfering in the movie since Man of Fucking Steel. Yeah, WB could, could lick my balls, man. To be honest, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have to go back to the actual game topic. Uh, what I was trying to say, Marvel for the cash cow, make it even though it's not that great. To if you're trying to get like Oscars, you know, I.E. Joker. But anyway, let's continue on to. Oh, Logan. Oh, my Raymond. God. Oh, Logan. <laughs> Logan. Which is a Marvel movie as well. Uh, so you can sit Marvel on that one. Uh, don't, don't try to come for us. All, the, all these Marvel movies on my panel. Like, I don't. I, no, I got to do better at background checking people. Like, I, clearly. <laughs> it's so funny because my favorite superhero is Flash, but I just think the movies, man, gosh, they suck. Movie Flash is garbage. Uh, oh, see, I haven't even gone there. I haven't even got, gotten to like judging the, the Flash in the movie. No, uh, all I know is like, more, he's he's in the general sense, he's like my favorite superhero. No, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for a Flash movie to be personally honest. I, I thought he was he's actually he's actually more tolerable in the Snyder Cup. Oh, yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he's a lot more. But yeah. to me, like Flash has always been a more um, self-assured character. Like he's like you know very True. nerdy and not. No, in the beginning he wasn't. Well, Wally no. isn't. W- Wally yeah. is more than. Oh, depending not, on which flash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one Barry Allen. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Let's see if right? game. Yes, come, 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 <laughs> come, come, come back to you know the the topic of your games and, and enough of this DC slander, you haters. <laughs> Sony hires independent studio Haven. Uh, let me go to my guy, Kofi. What's your take on this, man? Yeah, so um, generally excited for it. I believe Omar and I think most of us can relate to, just like Kojima Productions, as you guys laid out as an example, Sony likes to branch studios to, I guess, the next level. They have a way of cultivating studios to be something better than they started as. Um, in, in terms of Raymond's history, I am the only Assassin's Creed game I have played is 3. And I like 3. But she wasn't a part of three. She wasn't part of three, but she's still in. She did one and two, right? Just the first she two. Did, she did one, two, Bloodline. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. She did one, two, Bloodlines, and Unity. Mm. Not gonna claim oh, any experience with with Assassin's Creed in general, but I do respect her contribution with that franchise because obviously it's like Ubisoft's baby. Yeah. Um, whatever she was doing at Stadia, you know, I'm glad that one that could get turned around so fast. I mean, it's like a year ago that. That was the new big thing. Um, so, uh, but yes, I, I think like my my general idea would be a very similar. Like, 
if I'm looking at this from the perspective of a positive result for PlayStation, I look back to something like Insomniac. I would want um, this Haven studio to create an IP for PlayStation that, you know, PlayStation may or may not own. They might own it. And then they can go make something else for Xbox or PC exclusive or whatever they want. And then if the relationship between Haven and PlayStation, you know, cultivates over time, then maybe they do join that studio because of the resources that they understand. You know, and a good example of uh, how they can be useful, uh, looking at Kojima Productions, when we first saw the Death Stranding video, um, that engine was tools given to them by Sucker Punch. So Kojima had an opportunity to try out what Sucker Punch was using and then went to Decima. And that, you know, was a great example of, I guess, how many resources that she might have available to her. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe she's not looking to start with a AAA game. We just don't know. Um, but I think that's that's why I would be excited, is she has, like, a chance to go left, right, or whatever she wants to do. Um, I would say, I'd say a little bit. All right, uh, can go. You imagine, go ahead. Can you imagine if she making use of the Destiny engine and making a tilt game? Oh man, I mean, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I think I don't know where she's gonna start. To be honest, I think it's I don't know. I don't know how big of a game it's gonna be. I just I think it's gonna be big budget. I just don't think it's gonna be massive. I don't think it's gonna be big budget. How many people is in her studios right now? Does anybody know? I that's what I was. That's what I'm very curious about because at the moment, if anything, I'm thinking uh, new studio. She's had like let, let, let's let's be absolutely fucking frank here. With with Kojima, it was completely different because Kojima left with damn near his entire damn team. Yeah, he took his entire so, true. So he he left he left with like veterans of the industry as well as some of his most loyal some of his loyalists, but. Uh, she she's leaving from Stadia, which like that that's gonna that's gonna leave a stink on a couple of people yeah. because because like even like I think I think it's I think I don't know about the gaming I don't know about you know get the gaming uh, developers or anything like that, but I'd imagine because especially with uh, gamers, if you were part of Stadia, that leaves a stink because I think going I think Google Stadia was the only thing. Well, going against Google Stadia, I think was the only thing Xbox and PlayStation fans could have agreed on, agreed on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Was we it this works. needs to be destroyed? <laughs> this must be yeah. destroyed with extreme prejudice. But like this, I don't know who the hell she's bringing with her because I'm sure she's bringing like, some of her team. This could be if, some, if not if not most of her team from Stadia, because it's like they're well, she, the Stadia didn't want you, you, you got to kind of remember she 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 didn't really have a team. At Stadia, in, I, in a regards, well, she, was the, she was she was the, she was the head of gaming. I thought for Stadia, right? So I'm sure she, she the, overlooked yeah, the team. Yeah, she was the vice. But that's one thing. She was the uh, she was the vice president and heading Google's uh, Google Studios, Stadia, and Entertainment. Like so, like that's that it, the amount of people that that would encapsulate. Like, there's no one team that would be hers if there was even a team. Like, she might have just been talking. We don't know the exact yeah. uh, requirements of her job. She could have just been at the very top and like mitigating with just the general managers saying, "Okay, your team is working on this and this and this." Like, so they're not really her team. She's just she's um, how do I explain? She's she's not she's not the manager of the football club. She's the owner of the football club. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Makes sense. I agree. But with, with that said, um, though, with that said, though, I mean, she had the. Obviously... I'm not saying she can't bring anybody. I'm not saying she can't bring anybody. But I'm saying right now. 
given everything that's been going on and all that stuff, I would say we're most likely looking at a double A battery. I mean, double A game. It's it's five. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go to Diclonius next, but I I think with this as well, like I don't know if she shipped her um project around, but whatever this Sony okayed it. It was like, yeah, you know what? I assume they did it. They tied it down to a time exclusive deal, or maybe are trying to help develop. Not exactly. We don't have the full picture, but the fact that Sony made this like a press release, you would think that it, they they bought the the actual IP for this whatever game she's making. So I like is is, is um Kojima's game is that owned by Sony? Yes, I think yeah, I think they own it. I think it's a. It might be a, a joint thing. I'll need to fall, but like it, we we talked about this, and at the end yeah, of the cutscenes, it did say copywritten Sony Interactive yeah. Studios. So it could be like that. So if that's like if that's the case, then I mean we'll we'll see. I but, could see them because they have like a hand in like building up the studio financially. Yeah. I could see them there the, on their end of the deal. They retain the IP, or I mean, it could it could be you know they worked out a deal like oh yeah, your first IP, we, we want to retain the rights to that. In 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 exchange for here's some financial backing and you know that, that whole thing so uh, that makes sense engine, stuff like that so they can still say that they're they're you know independent of course because that doesn't mean every release is going to be owned ip wise by sony because otherwise otherwise you should just bottom and if that's the case but yeah but there's a risk yeah. it's, it's kind of like you know what i mean it's like you <laughs> you you pay, pay for work type of thing like once once it's done like no what this person's actually not that bad let's hire him to a full-time contract but uh, Diaconis, man, your, your, your thoughts on this, man? You know, I think this could be a way for Sony to kind of counterbalance what Microsoft's doing and buying, like, huge studios. Sony buys, you know, little tiny indie studios to kind of, kind of I wouldn't, I don't know, compete maybe? Do, do, do you think this is the announcement that would do that, knowing <laughs> we don't have no idea and, her, you know, she has to, I assume, have to build from the, the ground up going against Bethesda? You know what I mean? Like, it's like I mean, no, I know what you mean, but it draws some interest. Like, okay, what's you know, what's Aven? What's this game she's working on? It will at least draw some interest, right? But the thing is, she also has to release a game. She hasn't mm-hmm. released a game in damn near a decade. No, no, we just we just, we just we just did that. Dante got on my ass. It's uh, the last game she was involved with was uh, twenty seventeen. Star Wars Battlefront two. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, as a group manager, group general manager. That right? game, that game did not launch great. I like the game though. To be fair, I, I thought it had potential. It, I like it now. It did not launch great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. All right. I mean, but, but that that, that makes a good point. I'm sorry. You, you had anything further to say? Uh, did this say if it's going to be timed exclusive or? Well, no like, idea. I mean, it, I, it sounds like Sony's going to own the IP yeah. and then it might port it to PC. It's like yeah, they, it's it's a cool yeah. Troy Behind Human is everywhere now. It just depends, yeah. I guess, what they want to do. Depends on the that, that, that's, I, Yeah, that's what pisses me the fuck off right now the most in gaming, especially with Sony. Specifically, actually, with fucking Sony right now. Is this t- fucking time exclusive bullshit? Like, if it's coming out on PC, just release it on PC. You'll make Same more money. You'll get you'll make more money. You will put more goodwill within the PC gaming community who is willing to buy your fucking games if you just put it on fucking PC. But if you're too late to the fucking party, you're just gonna be left at the door with the bouncer. Like why not put it like why not release PS4 games the same day as PC? 
you know, four piece hires. They, they don't have but, the staff yet. We saw that with uh, still hiring PC people. They're, they're hiring staff specifically for PC people. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. Support, they don't have a porting team. So. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. You actually, get those teams in place, then you may start to see more games day and date. But as a no, right I mean, now, once they get that team in place, yeah, I think once I think once the staff is in place, you will see more day and date games. But until then, it's going to be you know. Kind of here and there. Because I think the next PS4 game we're getting is Days Gone. Days Gone, yeah. Yeah, that's that's confirmed one. Which I like. It's a good game. Uh, it's long, but it's once you get once you get to the second half, it's pretty good. Like it's the same. It's the same with um, it's the same with Atlas at the moment. Like Atlas needs to fucking re- Atlas needs to make a uh, a, a decision. Are you going to commit to putting shit on PC now because you've now had two games that have launched successfully on PC? You've had you've had well you had one game re-release that sold incredibly well on PC yeah. with Persona 4 Golden. You have Persona 5 Strikers, which granted is not entirely their game. In fact, I would turn around and say the game was done by Omega Force and the story was written by P Studio. But I think that's, that's true. Still, yeah. That's still a game but under Atlas and that's done well from from all I've read, that's done well now that they've actually patched the fucking loading times. So just make a fuck, make a fucking decision. Like, are you gonna bring future games, like any future Shimagami Ten? Well, in fact, I believe the next Shimagami Tensei game is coming to PC as well. It is. That's I, correct. So I think like, I, I think you see some of the breadcrumbs starting you starting to fall in place, man. There's even yeah, rumors, like, of, rumors of Persona going to Xbox. I, I think they're starting to realize no, they can make more might make money outside of just PlayStation, especially yes. with the Japan situation that we're gonna talk about. And maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. But uh, did everybody go? I'm trying to think. Brad, did you did you have your say on this? I did. Yeah, but, oh, okay. uh, but admittedly, I I I, I don't know uh, her very well uh, right. outside of what you guys just updated me today. Um, so you know, I wish her the best of luck. I hope it certainly goes well. Um, but admittedly, at this point, I don't have much of an opinion on it. Yeah, we'll um, see. Yeah, I'm just intrigued to see what happens. Um, you know, do great. Hopefully, I always I always want them to do great. Uh, I agree. I agree with you too. If you think about just the gaming thing, there's more creators getting opportunities to make games, next studios, and have different visions. Like Omar said, if one thing we're lacking greatly is a dope stealth game, and she had her hands in one of my favorite stealth games franchises of all time, Splinter Cell. If she makes a dope ass stealth game with Decima Engine or or whatever, I am there, and I hope it. I hope it's. it's I hope it's a dope game. So we'll see. Best of Maybe luck. Maybe That's she'll it. make their next fighting game since they bought Evo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> partnered with Evo. Yeah, well, fucking Christopher Hartay's in the chat bragging about Sony's money. Like I don't, I don't. Oh. That's 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 like somebody bragging a monopoly. Like, look look at all my properties. I'm like, bro. First of all, you rent, and this is not just Evo. A game. Is this... <laughs> it's it's a, it's a game. Yo. Like like chill out, all right? Like, Evo, Evo, I got I gotta take you home, okay? You don't have a Bentley. And Evo I mean, stained anyway. What is, yeah, I mean, right, like you're, yeah, like I, I, that's that's another point as well. It's like like they bought Evo because they bought Evo most likely on the cheap because of how fucking. Tattered that fucking uh, right. that, that, like, that, like, no, like, bro, like they literally right. bought the pedo community, son. Like, I don't want to be associated no, with that. No, shit. no, 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 right. that, I don't that, know about that. That right. that been, that's that far right. That's far right. It's still, it's still, it's still part of it. Let's Fuck just that. let's talk about it right now, real quick, real quick. Sony is oh, well, I, the factual information they're partnered with, I think, another group to do what exactly? Yeah. Evo. Yes, 
What like exactly? Does anybody know? Like Reg, I mean, you're, what is Reg? Reg? it was it was a part. It was a partnership. It's a joint venture right. with another yeah. company. One moment, let me fucking check because you know I've got to be Mister Fact Check. Yeah, and how? So, what if they did it because Microsoft is buying Capcom? I, I, I mean, I kind of. I don't, I don't after, know, but the question after is... After the last Street Fighter, yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, okay. Or maybe they know uh, Street Fighter is going to be multi-plat this time around. So also, I, but what is considering that Sony, Monster though? Hunter World is their most successful yeah, game, yeah. they're not... Microsoft going to have to probably bring a lot for them to turn away that money. Because Monster yeah, Hunter is a lot of money for them. Is it, Endeavor. Is it, it was a joint... It was a joint venture with sony interactive entertainment and the talent agency endeavor rts yeah. all right i just, I just want to just point this out there as well because like the playstation games are weird like they're they're evo like do you even watch evo second how does this benefit playstation gamers and third is it just a uh maybe something to just bolster sony's portfolio because they bought Crunchyroll and and all the other stuff outside of that as well just to bolster their entertainment segment this is definitely this is definitely well considering this came under sony interactive entertainment right. like they, right. this was sony interact this is definitely leading more towards the the gaming side mm -hmm. than the entertainment side considering now they've also like if, if sony decide okay not necessarily if we want to buy capcom but if we want to build our own fighting studio they've got right. a platform that they can they can launch right. those games off of right um but this leads more towards the gaming side because obviously Evo is one of the oldest, yeah. uh, at the moment, one of the oldest esports that they can do. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you do see like uh, the production and stuff go a little higher because they have the so because like Sony, they they've got a lot of the Sony. Um, uh, 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 fuck's sake! What's the they're they're cine they're a they're cinema they're a movie making side of Sony production. Yeah, yeah, okay. they, yeah, they could definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if you do see them working that over into it because obviously they need to they need the production and everything. Mm. But this is this to me is predominantly for the gaming okay. side of it. But no, it is. You do raise a good point. How many how many people who uh, play even PlayStation do watch Evo because, like, if I recall correctly, I think the numbers have been on the slide for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been down. Um, as a person who watches Evo and like follows the FGC, um, you know, Evo is it's the fighting game tournament. Like there are, yeah, other, it is. But, but it's just Evo. Like let's just be fair with that one. Um, right. So I, I think Dante kind of nailed it though. They're really probably just going to boost up what Evo is. So a lot more you pro you'll probably see a lot more advertising for it in like the normal space, quote unquote. So folks who aren't familiar with it will begin to see it. Um, but it, it's a it's an esports purchase, um, and that's not a bad thing. It might not directly translate into anything video game related. I think it's um, a Sony move, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I would but, hope yeah. so because I just want them to have a fighting game. But realistically. They've got themselves an esports e arena that they just purchased. But yeah, can you, into a so can you really let's let's be absolutely fair here. That is nothing to sneeze at because despite because like here's the thing though, Evo wasn't necessarily doing well for two reasons. One, the sexual misconduct allegations against the former CEO uh, Jerry Cooler. Yep. Yeah, that right. did not help. Uh, there's also the map. There's also a lot of the goddamn issues around some of the uh, fighting game communities themselves, especially the Smash community, that oh. definitely didn't help Evo. Then you have COVID that definitely didn't help it because we didn't mm -hmm. actually with that. Because uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't get an Evo this year. In fact, I don't think we are. I'm pretty sure we're not. 
Yeah. Oh, no, it is. It is. It's being held on the... Yeah, apparently this is going to be an online-only thing. It's going to have Guilty Gear, yeah. uh, Strive, uh, MK11, me, um, Street Fighter like uh, right. It would not surprise me if this. I want. I'm gonna. Try, I'll try and find the numbers for us. Mm-hmm. But it, I would. It would not surprise me if this came at a, a at a discount because oh, of all of this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hey, one second. Oh, if y'all can too, I got because Kofi's been trying to chime in. Kofi, you said you yeah, had sorry. some insight behind behind this thing with Sony. Um, not not a lot of insight. I just wanted to, I guess, bring up what value I could potentially see Sony pull out of Evo. So um, I think um, Reggie and Dante already bring up the, the biggest point, like just the facts of Evo being really one of the longest standing competitions out there. And, and there's a lot of talent. And, and well, one thing that I really like is that there was an Evo Japan that got established, what, Reggie, like maybe three years ago now? Yeah, it was about so, three years ago. Yeah. Which is really cool. So now we, we get to see like who's the best in Japan, who's the best in LA. Um, but I guess what I... The potential I see is for fighting games I love that may not necessarily go to Evo. So, for example, any particular year, there might be six or maybe seven games that are the games that you could show up for. And obviously, if you win in your particular city or whatever designated location, you could go to Evo. But what I what I would hope is that PlayStation could say, hey, there are several other exclusive fighters only on PlayStation, at least maybe time exclusive on PlayStation. And we want you to be aware that People who are talented not only want to watch these seven games that were selected, but games outside of that. One of the biggest ones, and Reg probably knows the exact game I'm talking about, is King of Fighters. So, like, for example, King of Fighters 14 and 15 are pretty popular in other countries, like South America. They're very, it's a very popular game. Um, or For example, like, one of my favorite fighting games is uh, King of Fighters 13. But when you go to the online servers, maybe, like, two or three years out, it's kind of, like, it's kind of dead. And then there was, there was re-releases of older... Um, king of fighters games like 96 was redone and 98 was redone and they gave them servers if um evo can become like this integration piece with the playstation app i would love it for it to be like hey evo's going on right now and that you can get hype with these seven games but look at these other games that are great and, and king of fighters is nowhere else you can't play king of fighters oh, is it on pc now i can't remember if it's on pc yet right um, can i I, I don't want to dunk any cold water. I, I hate to dunk cold water on you, Kofi, because I do. I actually like you, so I don't want to dunk cold water. <laughs> you will not see, uh, unless it is a brand new release and balanced in a certain way, you will not see games like King of Fighters and that on Evo. Ever. Hmm. You never what? will. And you, you say because of balancing? Because of balancing as well as support. Because so I... a, lot of, a lot of the games that are currently playing at Evo right now are... Also, are not only still being supported, but are balanced in a way for competition. Some games, like the King of Fighters games, are not tailored are not tailored towards balance for like you'll see them in small tournaments, but for yeah. big tournaments like this, is the reason right. why you don't see them. And, and so, all right, all right, cool, cool. Li- finish your point. Li- and we got to get into yeah. back to the topic. Sorry. Right. Okay, really quick. So I I agree with Dante, and let's say that. I, I, I can't even like do the, the history. I, I think you're right that King of Fighters 13 might have been at an Evo, but I couldn't even tell you. Maybe it was at other smaller, some other small competition. But what I would hope is it gives visibility to some of these games that could be bolstered by uh, grassroots uh, communication, if that makes sense. Uh, like, hey, like there's other great fighting games that we want you to sign in online and play against your friends uh, in, in a way that 
it brings better awareness, I guess, to those those types of titles. Like Guilty Gear Zerd. You know, Guilty Gear Zerd is obviously about to be overtaken by Strive. And it's Strive's not already out this year. Strive's already Guilty Gear is it Strive uh, Guilty Gear Stride is being fought out. But I'm yeah. saying for people who might want to still play Zerd, it might be a nice way to say, hey, everybody's playing a fighting game they love right now with their friends. Yeah. Right? Connect with somebody and let's keep these servers going. Yeah, shout out to so. Mega, big big fighting fan, Mega. Hey man, Jubei, you, oh, there you, you go. You and Mega, I need y'all. I need y'all to set up a fighting thing, man. Let me see. Let me see who the real king of fighters is. Uh, yo, I'm trying, hey, yo, I'm trying no, to see yo, it, K, K, I, K Mega. If you, if you, if you hear this, bro, I'm with it. Let's go. I want to see. I'm it, so man. ready. I want to see it, man. I'm so, ready to throw virtual mitts. Let's go. <laughs> go for it. I'm, I'm just looking at this, and I think. Okay, no, I think I found one. No. Uh, it was King of Fighters 13 was yeah. at Evo 2012. Yeah, I love that. But again, oh. again, like I, like I said, it was it was it would be considered the best one. I was also at 13, same game because they run these games a lot because they because it, yeah, it was at 14 as well. Like you'll notice, like sometimes when they're popular but also balanced, right? They'll run these games into the into the ground in a way uh, at Evo, but. Like yeah. that's that's why you're not seeing King of Fighters anymore. It's because it isn't as pop. It isn't. It isn't a. It isn't a viewer. Like sorry. It isn't a a, a view drawer. It isn't a money maker, and it just rebalances in certain ways. Because yeah, 2017 was King of Fighters 14. Um, I'm just trying to see. And 14 had issues. I mean, 14 came out and it was so stripped down. But I mean, it's great now. I mean, its roster is great. I can speak. Yeah, because then it, it wasn't at 2018. Either. But you you got to think like uh, a fighter's like initial that like that initial year first two years that that tells you everything you need to know Back. actually really the first year to be honest that tells yeah. you everything whether that game has legs or it's a dead fucking community it it happens real quick. Samurai Showdown's good too. I'm sorry, the, I, I got I got to chime in, man. There's too, no, too, too, too much. The same reason Tekken Seven, which is the reason why Tekken Seven. After all the after all the years, it's still been out. It's still being played at Evo. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest Tekken guy. I like Tekken, but it's not like my go-to. None of y'all motherfuckers play fighter games like that. Why the hell are we spend that much time on that topic? Hey! Anyway, let's. Who's none of y'all? You hey, know, I love you. fighting games. Except for you. Except for you. Uh, <laughs> I have like a hundred hours in Zerd. What are you talking about? Dad? Listen, man. <laughs> Coco, you post nothing but yeast, and you're talking about my favorite horrible game. Like, I haven't seen you post no fighting content. <laughs> Dante, you don't post any fighting content. And Zero, the only fighting content you play is you beating up Pikachu like pillows and shit like that. So, I mean, one of the most popular fighting games at Evo, Melee, dog. Like, I'm I mean, other than, I'm that's saying. what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're beating up Pikachu balloons and shit. So, Plus, uh, G been running from these DBZ hands the entire time. Dog. I haven't been running. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the game yeah. that Third time with all oh, DLC, Ooh, gotta... running from nobody. No, 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 I have the game plus all the DLC on the Switch, the Xbox, and the PlayStation. Only thing I don't own it on is PC, and I might just do that too. Like, all right, well, you hear this, folks? He, he, wants, he wants all the smokes. Zero, zero. He's talking about you. All right, uh, let's, let's get into this topic, man. SIE Japan. 
What's going on in Japan, man? According to the recent article from Video Games Chronicles, Sony Interactive announces multiple leadership changes, including says senior engineering and finance appointments, blah, 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 blah. If you want to know more, go to Video Games Chronicles and look up Sony Entertainment announces multiple leadership changes. But the main talking point I want to get to is, uh, let me see, in quotes, basically Japan Studios being recentered or refocused into Team Asobi, which is the guys who made Astros. Thank Playroom. you for getting the name correct. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Because I've seen the name correct. Yeah. What are you going to say? Asobo, man? That's, that's Yeah, exactly. Asobo, which is interesting because that's a conjugation. Asobi means to play. Right. So I, I know that there's another studio's name, Asobo, but that's uh, a different conjugation of the same verb. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so Asobi. So, so, so I'm thinking, you know, of the, of the people who made Astro's Playroom, which is in the PS5 that comes with the game. So uh, I'm going to take this to my guy, Kofi. Um, before I, Actually, before that, I'm going to read the, the yeah. quote here. Uh, it says here, effective April 1st. So it's in a couple, couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be absorbed. Astrobot Studio team is going to absorb, I believe, Japan Studio. It says, in an, effect, in an effort to further strengthen business operations, SIE can confirm PlayStation Studios Japan Studio will be reorganized into a new organization on April 1st, a spokesperson told VGC. So I, in, in short, like I said, Japan Studio is going to be absorbed into Team Asobi. Um, so not quite defunct, but pretty much defunct. So Kofi. Remember, yes, sir. Remember the last time we spoke about this, and I'm thinking, like, I think you were also guesting in my guy Cali Rex's podcast, and I'm like, Cali- I, I can see, I can see Sony defunct in the studio very, very soon, and you was like, no, maybe in five, ten, fifteen years, I can see that happening. And I'm like, no, 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 based on the trends that was going on in Japan, and that I think a lot of people don't realize Sony moved their headquarters to California. Their headquarters is in San Mateo now. If you know, if Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the case. Is that not the case, Kofi? The name that's of the correct. headquarters? Okay. Yeah. So they're not a Japan-centered. Um, the focus obviously has been moved. If you move your headquarters, where's your focus at now? So that's one thing. Number two, it's kind of the writing in the wall, man. So I'm gonna go to you. What's your take yeah. behind this, man? Are you? So I did a lot of research on at least what's publicly available. I obviously uh-huh. don't have any. But on just like the history of Studio Japan, what they've been doing for the last decade, why something like this would happen, because I was um, um, relatably or, you know, understandably disappointed by what I had heard in the specific article that you mentioned. Um, there's, there's a lot I can answer questions for, but interrupt me because I, I don't want to ramble too long. But like, long story short, um, there was a leadership change 10 years ago mm. where a... Uh, person named Alan Becker was brought to Studio Japan to quote unquote clean up some of the issues that Studio Japan had right when the PlayStation 4 was about to launch. Part of that was because a lot of the developers there were very uh, kind of scattered about. They were releasing so many games on PSP and they had not focused on the current gen at the time, which was PlayStation 3. They did get out a game like Demon's Souls working with From Software. You know, they did support that. And, um, this person, Alan Becker, basically came there because he had just released, or a few years prior, had been very successful releasing God of War. Mm. He was uh, a really great candidate because he was half Japanese, half uh, uh, American, and had grown up in Japan. So he knew how to something like exactly. He knew the culture of both spaces. This dude was literally the best, and really, um, you know, he was brought over by Shuhei Yoshida, who was leading at the time. He really did a great job if you look at the stint of time he was there. So between, I mean, sp- let's let's put this in perspective. 
in the PlayStation 3 generation, they did a lot of PSP games that were only released in Japan that may have been really good, but nobody ever tried them. Like, for example, RPGs like Resocross. I don't even think anybody's ever... I haven't even played that game. I just know of it. I never heard of that. There was a couple of other games that they released, but they were only in Japan. After 2012, they got out Bloodborne, and they got out... Uh, Gravity Rush, and then they finally, finally got out um, uh, Last Guardian, which I could speak to, and then they had a, a RPG with from software they worked to called uh, Darasine. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, then you know they worked uh, on the Demon, the Dark Souls. I'm sorry, Demon Souls remake uh, that just came out. Mm -hmm. So uh, the change in flow had to do with Alan Becker going to Japan saying. You guys are making 40 games at once. This is ridiculous. We're going to streamline it and make you like uh, Studio Santa Monica, where I just made God of War, so I'm the, I'm the big guy now, and we're going to do this correctly. And there were some uh, things that were furrowed when, when that happened. For example, uh, Fumito Ueda, who was in the middle of development hell for The Last Guardian, wanted to release The Last Guardian on PS3. And uh, Alan Becker was like, we're not doing that! Okay, it's 2012, and the game is still not out. And when when did the last? I mean, when did Shadow of the Classes come out? Oh, that's right, on the PlayStation Two. And that um, obviously, by the time he was there and made that final decision, Fumito Ueda had already left, and you know he was part of his like Gen Design, but Gen Design was like contracted as his whatever third party, but finishing the game and getting the credit because he deserves the credit. Uh, so th th things like that were happening too. Uh, uh, in addition to this, Cerny was there, he was making Knack. And so uh, there was a lot of like um, inspiration that came out of Studio Japan. Here's another interesting tidbit. The level designer for one of the last, one of the first games that came out under Alan Becker was Puppeteer. Omar, shout out to you. I know I've talked to you about this before. Uh, the lead developer behind Puppeteer, guess where he works? He leads Bluepoint. So a lot of people like grew. It, it's always like this this cultivation that Sony has going on somewhere, and then we notice it when we see the fruits of the labor. And that's really, so, really the nice. Challenge, so the challenge from Atari Japan is not scattered over all uh, in PlayStation 3 among this other I, I'm sorry, I missed what you said. Like uh, how you just said that the person that was lead designer for uh, Puppeteer, Puppeteer. Yeah. is now on Bluepoint Studio. So yep. do you think the rest of the team that worked on Puppeteer and Gravity Rush and all that stuff is moved away from uh, SIE to a different studio then? Yeah, so the the yeah, second, uh, the, one of those technical programmers is now with Bokeh under Cage at all. Um, you, you know, who did Siren and did Gravity Rush and did, um, well, Siren is the one he's no, best known for. Um, so, I, like, I'm rambling on. I, I've done, like, I've done a lot of reading on this because I wanted to know how um, Alan Becker could eventually leave. So as we all know, Alan Becker was replaced at the beginning of 2020 by the leader of Asobi Studios. My guess is, despite the change between 2012 and now, those games didn't sell well enough, or the number of PlayStation 4 units pushed in Japan was disappointing to the branch over in the West. And they and I, I I agree with you to some extent, FC, that somebody in leadership over in headquarters probably thinks, hey, Sucker Punch just made a game based in Japan. Maybe I don't need Japan Studio, yeah. right? They they've got some we've got some um experienced people with uh pretty high salaries. I'm gonna Keiichiro's been there forever. Some of these guys have been there 25 years. Uh, I would expect them to be making pretty good money. So let's you know cut the fat. They don't release much. And, and one thing I will also say to your uh point fc is 
when you the successful articles that reflect on the history of Studio Japan give you um, insight into what negatives were happening. And um, Shuhei Yoshida was being interviewed, and one thing he said is, "I I want to you know at the time in twenty seven this is early twenty seventeen interview that was on done on IGN when uh, um, Gravity Rush was just about to release, and uh, the the Christmas before." Um, the Last Guardian had just come out. So, you know, they're looking good, right? But one thing he said was, I'm looking for developers that have the drive to, and I'm, I'm not saying this in the words exactly he said it, but he's like, I'm looking for developers that have focus to release ambitious games from SIE. And I look at somebody like uh, Kazunori Yamauchi, who does Gran Turismo, and I look at Fumito Ueda, who did, you know, the, the, his trilogy. And he, he's... He, in his own really polite, not trying to accuse anybody, he's saying it's hard to find people who want to do this on a very tr like a high AAA level. They want to do like their own thing. And the reason why I found that interview valid is, and again, I did a lot of research on this. So uh, just about like two weeks ago, uh, Keichiro Toyama started to advertise that Bokeh Studio is going to be doing a new horror game. And he kind of gave some light to why he left Studio Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the article, as far as I know, is not translated. It might be translated now. But he said, I don't want to necessarily make games for everyone. Uh, I want to make games that put a wedge in your heart, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he, he's really focused on just doing what he wants to do. And it may not be AAA. It may not be this big, ambitious road that he wants to go on that... PlayStation has kind of cultivated over the years. And I respect that a lot. Creative um, freedom. And I think it's a it's a it's a point of contention with me because I do kind of believe in part of that mantra that, that Studio Japan has. I do think that some studios need to be smaller. We need um uh not a San Mateo, but uh Pick Pixel Opus. Pixel Opus. Yeah, we need a Pixel Opus. We need uh we don't need uh, we don't necessarily need something like somebody like Housemark to make only AAA games, right? They don't need to exclusively remain in the AAA space or whatever they're going to do after now. Uh, that's that's also important. But um, it, it sounds like Shuhei was always looking for the next uh, Fumito, and he just didn't find him. That that's really the way it felt. And I don't, but like. All of this evidence is here, and it's true, and it's been going on for a while. Yep. The reason why I think Studio Japan will remain uh, is, one, Asobi absorbing the remaining developers and seeing the potential that Bluepoint has with making games that are legacy to PlayStation and it doesn't matter where they're from, right? They can remaster something like Uncharted, but then go and make uh, a Japanese-made game that was originally stood up by From, so uh, From Software. So yeah. they, they can do that. Asobi is, is extra talented. Asobi represents... Asobi is so important to me because they represent the uniqueness that Studio Japan is. If you're a fan of Studio Japan, then you expect something new every five years or so like introducing what the dual shock did or giving people you know the the first um um rpg from a first party from sony that's what they that's what they've always done i can go into their catalog and give you a couple more examples so uh, the first vr game and to, to be well reviewed and all this stuff that's great um it, it's not necessarily what i uh i personally want but it still represents the brand well 
I, I, I also believe that Alan Becker, even though he's gone, I think he was a better representative for what Studio Japan needs to be because he knows both cultures, because he made a, he made God of War, which everybody loves. And then he made like great Vita in, import games that like still sacrifice Delta. And um, it's just like a, a ton of other titles that I, I just can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, I've been talking about this for way too long. But if you have any right. questions, trust okay. me, I'll probably read about it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Omar, 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 before you guys want to shed some more some more info and I'm gonna let you go. Um so I'm just reading this is off wiki. I don't know how accurate it is. But it says a so a Sobe team is a Japan studio team formed or founded in two thousand twelve by Nicholas Doucet. Doucet? Doesn't sound very Japanese to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a French guy. He's a French yeah. guy, yeah. <laughs> who and, and that's part of my like yeah. I, I don't want to be like discriminatory sorry to interrupt i don't want to be discriminatory but i think alan becker's just better i just yeah. i just think he's better yeah you know and then, and then just a couple of titles that he worked for this is the guy who used to work for london studio and sapphire he uh so the team osobi created uh the playroom 2013 the playroom vr 2016 2018 astrobot rescue mission which astrobot is, is a banger so i'll give him that and then astro's playroom in 2020 so it's basically it seems like it's going to be the new astro team um, and that's what I hope they deviate on eventually. Yeah, but it's it's a money maker, and I, I'm I'm I, I, have, I have some more thoughts to this, but I want Omar to get his point across, and then I'll come back. Okay, so what I wanted to say was Alan leaving. Do you think they're gonna impact the Asobi Studio in a negative way? Um, I think Asobi. I don't know. Like I, I, I would hope that the new leader uh, has an understanding of what Alan Becker was doing, which was incredible in my opinion. Because we, you and me, Omar, we love Rain, games like Rain and the Puppeteer, and uh, you know Soul Sacrifice and and Gravity Rush too, and the diversity that it, it is. I don't want him to pigeonhole this the only remaining studio right now to just be that. Time will tell. I mean, I just, again, to jump back in, this guy that, who founded the team, Asobi, from Japan Studio, worked on London Studio, which is a VR team for SI, for, for Sony. And the, his, his latest games have been VR-focused. So I, I'm kind of getting the pigeonhole thing. It feels to me, honestly, it feels like, maybe not the same, but it feels like Connect Era Rare. Where Rare was created, and then they were like, they wanted to do all these things, and Microsoft said, no, 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 I need you to make games for fucking Connect. I know you want to make a game, but I need you to make avatars for Connect. And with the push of PSVR 2, do you think it's going to be something similar to that? And mm. that's one part, and I, anybody can answer. I think Kofi, you could probably be the best to do this. And then the second part of this that I want to talk about is... The, the, the mixed feeling I'm getting from the Sony camp, because sometimes I'll just jump into threads and just see what... what Sony fans say, and I see half that are concerned about, um, like 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 Japan feeling like you know abandoning SIE Japan. For instance, mm. Beyond the River Sticks in the chat says, "I feel bad for SIE Japan. I wanted a re reboot of Ape Escape or a new IP. I feel like Sony's turning their back on the fan base in Japan." Rodimus J, big PlayStation, a big he's a big gamer in general, but big JRPG fan. He said that so PlayStation won't let them do what they wanted. Like I said, this is very similar to what Rare was under the old regime, Microsoft. Um, so, have the floor, Kofi, Omar. What do y'all think? Or anybody who wants has an I'd say the bit. I'd say the big difference is that the PlayStation VR was actually successful and works on like the Connect. 
Okay. I mean, that's <laughs> true. But that's you said it, it works on like the Connect. You, you forget the the Connect on 360 was a fucking smash, bro. Yeah, it's everybody had that motherfucker. I mean, it's so gangbusters. They did have Viva Pinata. <laughs> Viva Pinata. No, no, hold on. Connect Viva Pinata was fire. I don't care what no one says. Viva Pinata was, was fire. It worked. I want a three. Yeah, it worked. It. Give me a sequel. The 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 one the Xbox One version though is is debatable, but that 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 360 <laughs> joint, I had to have that joint, had to. Yeah, but, but um, what, what what it led to more shoehorning. I didn't want fucking rare to make connect connect adventures. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I, I didn't want that either. But they they were trying to really like capitalize on that Wii gimmick, and that's exactly what they tried to do, and they failed miserably. Come on, are, are you saying are you saying your life would not be complete without Star Wars Connect Two? <laughs> I've never when 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 companies, I never it. When companies ambition to just focus on the money. I know it's a business, but then if you you're, you're suffering creative freedom, people leave. Rare Rare lost a lot of people. They left. J, uh, SIE Japan. They lost a lot of people. They left. They're getting absorbed by a VR studio. How does yeah. that make you feel? Jim Jim Ryan is like y'all don't make enough money, B. Oh, I'm gonna need y'all to go do something with yourself. It's led by it, a Japanese it, dude. And I mean, sorry, it, 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 a French guy in Japan. Like what the fuck? Okay. Oh, yeah, so there's okay. one more thing. Go ahead, Omar. Go ahead. No, you go ahead and then we'll follow. I'm sorry. I, I just, I, there was so much I wanted to say. The part of why I wasn't so down before about this is Sony historically is a lot like, I mean, Sony, SIE Japan specifically is a lot like XDev in Europe. When they want a, uh, an exclusive, they partner with an external studio. In fact, uh, you know, Pharaoh and I are very nostalgic about studio japan titles they were all external wild arms was external um legend of japan, uh, legend of japan. Okay, legend of japan was internal um but there's another one that was oh lagaya it was external all these oh, arc of the lad is external um it was some of them were external some of the later ones were external so th these types of partnerships kind of remind me of what uh for example nintendo does Nintendo has a lot of titles that, you know, Mario's out here or Mario's doing something unique here, but they're really like reaching out to Koei Tecmo or, uh, you know, having Team Ninja do things, uh, whether they're successful or not. I'm talking about the, that Metroid game that wasn't so good. Um, so I, I'm hoping that that continues and whoever is successful, they could make their own studio. And another point that could bring to that is right before COVID hit, December 2019, Studio Japan had... Uh, uh, like a hiring party that Shuhei Yoshida hosted. And there was people uh, showing uh, like tech demos so that they could be brought on. Very similar to how Pixel Opus started yeah. over in the States. But COVID killed it, right? This is December 2019. So there, I think there's a chance. I think there's just this search. Like, can there be uh, a new... Uh, budding hope that uh, a studio could create in japan there's so many studios in japan that are just sitting there um waiting for their next game like i um for example another example triace um reggie's like favorite japanese developer studio has been working on they they had a hiring uh, event that was advertised in mid-december for their new uh for their engine it's called like the astra aska engine uh that they're prepping it for playstation 5 i think they need a little bit of help because they're making a mobile game right now, which makes me irks me. But that's a whole nother rabbit hole I went down. So there, there's just there's all these studios in Japan. Sony just needs to have faith in one and try to give them a chance again. If they don't that, do it, Pharaoh, who would who would do it? If they don't do it, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, exactly. But that checkbook that uh, that that Satya has uh, laid out for film, yeah, they'll do it. 
Phil ain't playing, so I'm just, I'm just we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna revisit this, revisit this just, again. I just, I just feel like, I, I feel like if you know, SIE Japan had had made you know one or two games that that fans had really, really like been clamoring for, you know, like people said a new Ape Escape or even a new uh, Legend of Dragon, you know, something like that. You know, <laughs> it might still be around. You know, if PlayStation now had had more success than 2.2 million subs after what like seven years of existence you know maybe SIE Japan would still be around also yeah probably I, I mean it sucks because it's, I think Kofi nailed it, it when does. At, at one point there was like you know they they got their hands into a lot of pots and truth be told yeah. partnered with a lot of studios but like as a person who loved Patapon to see that kind there of you go away yeah, kind of sucks well, I, and like I, I'm stuck in because Xbox might do it, but I'll have to wait and see until they get out there. Like, I'm stuck. If I just kind of want a weird game, I'm either regulated to Steam or, like, Nintendo's the only one out here doing something like that. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I think I think, uh, I think when it comes to SIE Japan, like, I don't... Some of it is SIE Japan just, like, not performing as expected. But there's a lot of other things that Sony has tried to do that have not performed as expected, i.e. PlayStation Now, i.e. PlayStation TV. You know, they've, they've taken these other risks. And then when you got to trim the fat, the, the first studio that, that's making the most, less amount of money is, is SIE Japan. So they're the first to go. Well, Co- well Co- Kofi mentioned it earlier as well that, like, obviously PlayStation isn't selling as well as Japan as it did in the past. So I think that's where their main consumers would be right so wouldn't that also play a factor so I, I don't know it's yeah, kind of that, that does play a factor but i'm saying other business ventures failing accelerates that decision mm, that's true you know, i see what you mean if, yeah if, I mean, if playstation like- now had 10 million subs right now instead of 2.2 and you know playstation tv app you know was was viable as opposed to people using youtube tv you know just just different things like if those things were actually a little bit more successful and you know playstation SIE japan maybe gets a chance to release at least one game on playstation 5 before they say hey we're shutting this fair enough anyone else got anything to say before we go to the next one i wanna say yes i'm this is my hunt i have the feeling playstation is leaving away the japanese heritage when you look at what they've done with um, SIE Studio. When you look at where is Chewy Shida right now, yeah. like how do you put Chewy Shida and put them to make only regulate them to make uh, to focus only on VR and indie? That's a good, I, I truly don't believe that that is what men want. Like you can and and we both know that. When Chuai was in charge, PlayStation was doing some amazing work. Oh, and man. yeah, I truly really believe that PlayStation, because they moved, I, I'm i not sure if this is a move by Jim Ryan or Herman Hulk or both. And I'm not happy with that at all. That, that, I mean, uh, Omar, first well, in the chat, you mentioned, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't cut it, like, you said that Sony's not giving up on Japan, but you just you just said something that's very interesting to me. I don't know the history of Sony's um, uh, corporate structure okay. that, that, that well, but you just mentioned like how Shui is now no longer in a, a more prominent role. And if you look at J- J- uh, Sony or PlayStation's 
um, actually like heads of studios. They're very non-Japanese. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not. They're white, basically. Like they're not. They're not Japanese. You know, they're they're their main Japanese guys. No, now working on indies. Like that's cra- if that's not the Windows seat. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's wild. Like and and, and the studio and and the corporate. They're in San Francisco, San Mateo. But you also factor in that that gaming in Japan is mainly like PC and mobile, like they like mainly mobile. So, like PlayStation made a commitment not to not to deal with mobile anymore. Like the Vita is no longer, you know, uh, a viable option for them. They're not making brand new games. They'll never put a dent in the market share Nintendo has in that market. Like it's just never going to happen. So, so, so when when you make that decision at that point, eventually, you know, a studio like SIA Japan that's only catering to the Japanese market is eventually going to go away. It's not like they have a, a xCloud service where those games are available on mobile. So it's not like they're not able to reach who they want yeah. to reach because they aren't playing on console that much anymore. I mean, but I would say, I would say this, and this is my thing. Yes, PlayStation is quote-unquote leaving Japan. However, they are still investing in games um, third party wise, when you look yeah, at those, why, those games that they're investing in, they're investing in Japanese companies that cater to the Western market. They're not catering it. They're not investing in Japanese games that cater to the Japanese market. Yeah, but okay. So can I can I can I throw on that? Like, because I I'd love for you to give me an example of that first. Yeah, uh, 16, uh, right. Those are games that they are locked up as timed exclusives that cater to the Western market. That yes, the Japanese market still plays, but they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not locking in timed exclusives for games that are actually geared towards the strictly Eastern market. Right. Then let me. Then let me ask you this thing because we don't know what Final Fantasy 16 is going to look like. Is it going to look like Final Fantasy 15 or what have you? But is that is is that more of Japanese studios catering to us or just the Western taste like opening up? Because if I recall a long time ago, uh, not, not a long time ago, but on a podcast previously, we were talking we were talking about how Japanese Japanese style games don't sell well in the West, but clearly a number of them have been, which is why we're seeing a lot of. Japanese style games like a Persona 5, like a Persona Five potentially coming out for Xbox and uh, PC, broadening their market because there's more of a demand for it. And like especially with like the sales previously of Persona Four Golden selling extremely well on Steam, and that being a Western market, is it more that Western tastes have changed to accept more Eastern style? Especially when you look at games like um, uh, what's that uh, Chinese? What's that Chinese mythology game that everybody is really, really hyped for? Uh, Wukong. Wukong. Black Myth. Black Myth. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Like, is that is that more them trying to cater towards, or is it more we're accepting of Japanese uh, of Eastern uh, style games, or is it maybe a combination of the both? Though. That's a good question. I would say a combination of the both, because uh, I think they're impartially you're right, Dante. If you look at things like Animal Crossing, um, Fire Emblem, games that traditionally 
Americans like them, but like their bread and butter were like in Japan space. But and they Fire were, Emblem, like, and like Fire Emblem, like didn't. I think at this point, Free Houses is their highest selling game of yeah. all time, of yeah. like the highest Fire Emblem game. And same with Animal Crossing. Exactly. And like, and not only that, but let's also look, like this cannot be understated, look at the fact that it released at the same time as Doom Eternal. Exactly. It brought two kind of communities together in, in something that I believe we will never ever fucking see again in our lifetime. We will right. never see anything like what happened with Doom Eternal and, um, Animal Crossing happen ever again, and both sold exceptionally well in the middle of COVID. Right. And, and another game well. I'm going to throw out there. I never expected 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim to sell 400,000 copies. I know it's, that doesn't sound very high. That's uh, like they're like wow, sitting back at home. But but you're well, right, Cliff, because like, it was everywhere. It was everywhere on Twitter, and yeah. from people who like scoffed at like Animal Crossing or uh uh. Fire Emblem, um, but like Thirteen Sentinels is what they pick up, and so like yeah, some of these, some of the Eastern uh, sort of influence game are definitely changing our taste, and we're becoming much more accepting to them than we used to be. Um, I mean, the visual novel, which has always been traditionally kind of a Japanese thing, mm. has gotten wildly popular in the US. Phoenix, you right, right about that, Reggie? But then again, then again, I would. Okay, so with the visual novel thing, that okay, that's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, it was major in Japan, but we kind of had our own version of that with original point-and-click adventure games. Yeah. Very true. Very so, true. And those died off very quickly, but now these um, graphic novels have kind of supplanted them in in a sense because obviously Telltale died, so we can't have yeah. those kind of adventure games. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you just look at like Dynasty Warriors has been the Dynasty Warriors has been big over here, has been relatively big over here. But like, and but now we're getting crossovers with, like I said, with IPs that uh, have that are big here as well. Like I said, with the Persona Five thing, like yeah, they made that exclusive for the Japanese market. But like when that when Persona Five Scrabble was announced, there was a huge fucking grassroots. Um, I wouldn't say campaign, but huge grassroots to trying to get that localized for Amer for Western audience. I think, I, I think I'm sure Kofi can agree. Kofi can attest to that. I think it's yeah. because Persona, Persona broke the broke the barrier when it came to that Western threshold because it's still a very Japanese like game. I think, in my opinion, that's not a, that's not a timed exclusive though. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about Persona in general. Like it took yeah, up, I, it, it took up to five for it to okay, do I, like, really well. I want to make my point. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at their time exclusives. I mean, there's not really a good source I can find, but I can't other than Square Enix. You will never. You will never. I don't see them in Japan. When you look at time exclusive, a lot of games are time exclusive or just they are on PlayStation on PC. Like what I'm saying is, we're not seeing Sony lock up. A lot of timed exclusives from Japanese studios outside of Square Enix. That's the big one. Yeah. No, they, 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 they
exclusive that they paid for that to be a timed exclusive. And we're not talking about the success of a Japanese game. We're not saying Japanese games are not successful, but we're talking about PlayStation's being committed to Japanese games and they're not exclusives on a lot of Japanese games. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. My, my, my whole point of bringing that whole thing up was when you turned around and said that they're locking down, uh, they're locking down exclusives by Japanese by Japanese companies making games for the Western market. But that's what I'm saying. There's something going on in the background. That clone is, that clone is, Dude, a full conversation going on. Go, go ahead. Right, no, but like with that, but that's the thing, always with with uh, with um Square Enix at the moment, we don't know. Like, yeah, they have made some Western games recently, but the thing is, with the recent, and I feel like this is going to be a big factor with the fail of uh the Avenger of Avengers. Uh, we don't know what their mission statement is going forward, especially with Final Fantasy 16. We don't know if that's going to be more of a traditional Japanese style or if that's going to be like a Final Fantasy 7, which, in my opinion, was a compromise between uh, Japanese and Western influence. Okay, but I want to say, I want to say this, and this is just my opinion. I'm, I'm starting to feel that even Square Enix is getting away from that Japanese heritage. Yep. When you look at their games, what audience they are targeting? They are not targeting the Japanese people anymore. They're mostly focused now on Western people. When you look at their type of games, we're not getting any more uh, full-on JRPG uh, turn-based. We're now getting it a hybrid or a game like... Um, What's called Oninaki that is centered in you can call it in Jap in Japan, but still the gameplay is much more um, action adventure ish than uh, like, oh, JRPG. And you can look at the game like Kingdom Hearts. How Kingdom Hearts one to two are vastly different compared to three. Like we're starting to see companies. Japanese company uh, focusing more on the Western audience because they see the money in that. See that, but like we have Octopath Traveler, we've got the Bravely Default series, yeah. we've got Project Triangle Strategy just coming out. Yeah, but all of very classic turn. They are, Japanese. but yeah, and Dragon Quest Eleven is super for Japanese market. Right. Yeah, that's, that's like, true. They 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 still make it, but that but if you were looking at, I mean, I don't know, but I would assume they're big budget. Like this is our like creme de, budget creme de la creme. It's gonna be. It seems to be more Western focused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like look look, look at Project right. Project Athia. I know it's a new name now with a with a black protagonist. Like is that is that catered to the Japanese market? I don't think so. I, I agree. That game looks Westernized. I think it's very Westernized. Yeah, like. Is that the fucking dragon? Motherfucking dragon? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> so. Like, I'm hyped for it, but it, it looks westernized. Which is what, what you're going to see from now on. You're going to see a lot of uh, big publishers or small publishers target Japanese companies targeting the uh, um, what's called Western audience. Which is funny, because if you actually think about it, the more West, the westernized games that Square Enix are trying to put out are the ones that are failing. 
Yeah, they're not yeah. that great. Uh, yeah. Well, we we, we got we got to break it down because Square Enix is, I mean, is also a publisher. So Avengers. That's, no, no, that's, I get that. But if you but if you watch the look by all a lot of the games, like no, that what? Hold on, wait a minute. No, that was that was wasn't that Crystal Dynamics? Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, that that. Okay, so you do have you do have that's a point what, there. That's what I was. But like the West the Western games that they seem to publish just seem to fail. Where yeah. the Japanese ones that they make or publish seem to do real well. Like Dragon Quest Eleven is a good example of a game that, like, that's now pretty much on everything and sold quite a number of copies. Of it's it. done well, but it's not my favorite. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can. But, that, but, that, but my point still stands. It's, no, it does. It, it's, it's, still, it's done well. I, I would not be surprised if I if I actually if I looked up the numbers. It would not surprise me. I'm not saying it's definitive, but it wouldn't surprise me if overall Dragon Quest Eleven has sold more copies than the Avengers game. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, okay, so I would sorry. say, I would say that again, a different game that didn't do well and it was with the night. It's Final Fantasy Fifteen. Final Fantasy Fifteen was 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 actually a commercial success. That goes back to the original argument. Like, yeah, it wasn't critically yeah. acclaimed, but it still was successful, right? Yeah, but yeah. I also, but I would also bring up the argument that that was the first one. Like that was that was the first one that they like everybody went inside. That was the first one that they westernized that much. Yeah, if that thir- makes sense. Thirteen was was trash. Thirteen was trash, and that's 13 and that's thirteen sold well as well, which is sad. Yeah, like, right. but that was still very Jap- That was still very Japanese. Uh, that was still a very Final Fantasy. Um, Final Fantasy, if that makes sense. Where Final yeah. Fantasy fifteen wasn't, but it was the first one that, that was like that. Where and it was afterwards that people, because even people were concerned, because like people were concerned about Final Fantasy VII remake, saying that oh god, is it going to be like Final Fantasy Fifteen? Because that was the first one that universally, in the eyes yeah. of the Final Fantasy fans, sort of uh, failed. Yeah. Thirteen people hate Thirteen as well. No, I'm talking about it being a Final Fantasy game, yeah. not not like from a character development or anything like that, or just like a really stupid ass fucking mechanic that they added, like in Final Fantasy 13. I'm talking purely from like a combat gameplay thing that Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy fans had come to expect from a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, although I guess my question is, so I can understand 15 being like Westernized. It, it's a it's a road trip. It's an American road trip kind of game what yeah. you're doing it's a boy band but what are we saying when like i guess what do we mean specifically when we're saying like westernized um like open world action adventure but that's zelda and that's been majority yeah. since 64 and no one that's really considered point. that a westernized game which is why this entire argument is fucking moot and retarded I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I, there are certain things that hit it. Like, whenever you're kind of in that fantasy setting, it definitely feels more westernized. Oh, well, hold, hold on, hold on, but Zelda with medieval times, knights and horses and shit. Like, what type of castle do you I, see in Japan? I mean, as far as I know, okay. really, I don't really. well, I mean, I'm you, sure don't, you don't see you don't see high rule like castles in Japan. Like, it, it's those are western castles. But Zelda itself was is. Designed based off of you know everybody's famous story exploring caves behind his home, sword um, like and shield and bow and arrows. It's it's a Western style game. Like regardless, yeah, bow and arrows were in Japan as well. Like we have not Frank, yeah. that's true, but not no sword sword and shields and knights and shit. Like this this is. But Arnold Knight basically like King Zelda, Arthur. Like you know what I mean? Fucking master sword. And like, and, a, and like I said, if, oh, sorry. 
I'm just saying, and that that that's all I was asking. Like, it's not a not to the make an argument is, or anything. The, 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 worst, the worst thing is because we're talking aesthetics to law. The thing is, if you guys look at the uh, the uh, the Legend of Zelda series, like aesthetically, yes, it, it 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 does take a lot of Western inspiration, but there's also a lot of Eastern inspiration. But the lore in that game, the lore in the game, a lot of the a lot of the characteristic designs, as well as um, some of the a lot of the um, fluff material for the games inside the games is very Eastern. So it's like if you just look, yeah, it, it is a, it is a hybrid. But like that, like I and that's what I was saying earlier is like th th there's been hybrids. But like I don't think like the open adventure like thing could be set down like genre can be settled down. It's just a Western idea. It's like I mean, if we really if we really want to be anal about this. If we really, really want to be fucking anal about this and really nitpick, the original Zelda Legend of Zelda game was an, was an open world. Yeah, it's an open world action adventure game. Yeah, you can because go it anywhere. Has a big map. Yeah, but, but if you were to really, really, really want to be picky, what was one of the first open world games that were ever created? Was it Ultima? Or what are the fuck the name is called? You mean the ultimate series? Like that was more of a text-based adventure game. Like no, the, but, there but, is, there is but it was it was it, it had that's what I'm saying. Like DD Dragon, you know Dungeons and Dragons. Like I had that. Dungeons and Dragons. It had like you going around the world. It was text-based or whatever. It's, but it's the point is it's it's an adventure, right? So if you want to go like you're talking about Zelda when it came down to 2D or the top down, it's kind of similar. But either way, we're going in the weeds here. Uh, anyone else has anything about SIE Japan? Yeah, we, we, we've got that shovel and we are digging deep for yeah, we, we not, I need a fucking weed whacker. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> um, let's get into game legacy. Is it important? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of rumors going on. I don't want to talk about the rumors in general, but I just want to just talk to you as gamers and in the chat. How do you feel about legacy game? Like, truly, as a gamer, like, is it important to you? And I want to know why. Like, if it isn't, then tell me why it isn't important to you. And if it is, I want to know why. And I want to go to my guy, Jubei, because his ass been quiet. He been running from these these hands. I see that, man. He's, no. he's, he's, he's practicing right now. You know no. what I mean? No, what happened was K-Mega really invited him in the middle of the... Of the that's, uh, that's probably what it is. That's probably yeah, what it is. so he went to go just play a match. <laughs> uh, he's playing a match right now. Motherfucker's like, look and see this motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, while while he's getting his ass, so that's why he's he, he's muted. But let me let me go to my guy. I'm going to zero. I'm going to, go to you, man. What what's your take on this? I'm sure you've seen the the arguments online about old games and it's never dying. About why people should care about old games and legacy games and you know what I mean. What what do you sit on this fence? Um, I I am if if the and we won't get into it, but if the rumors are to be true, I'd be a little disappointed. Mm. Um, as one of like the 20 people who bought the ps vita um like i had a good time with that system and it serves as a sort of like classic space for me there are just a lot of games that i like to play that are from my history growing up yeah and you know millennials are all about nostalgia so it's been repackaged to us and sold over and over and over again um, I, thought were, I thought that was being i thought millennials whole thing was being defended i mean it's a little bit of both um, but you know, no one person is just one thing. Um, but nostalgia is our bread and butter. It is yep. why everyone got so freaking excited for that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yes, that's good. That's because good. that's gonna rock. Why? Why else would we? Unless all we thought about is that the old games before it. I want um, Double Dragon remake. 
now. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it's why hey, me and my son we played Double Dragon. Got it on, got it. I actually got Double Dragon Trilogy on PC. That, that shit is yeah. fire, man. It's not, it's not very kid friendly, you know, with the artist, but he doesn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to see these things like disappear. And so I think the legacy of some, because some games still hold up. Yep. Legend of Zelda's Link's Awakening is still a f- fantastic game, even to this day. Um, and I can still play it on my Switch. Like it's all there. Um, Ghost and Goblins, it's a brutal and kind of unfair game, but it got remade and it still exists. Dr- uh, Dragon's that, Lair. That um, motherfucking game has been remade now three to four fucking times. It's it ridiculous. Is. It's ridiculous. Um, but like Dragon's Lair, which is a classic arcade game, um, you know, with featuring the work of the great artist Don Bluth, um, you don't want to see these things go away. And because like we've we've come up in a space where Video games have become sort of this kind of almost way of life, but an integral part into just the fabric of society. Like, people are just aware of them. Um, people know who Mario is. Like, they can point out Kratos in a lineup of characters. Um, these are things that are just part of our everyday life. And it kind of sucks. Like, everything goes away. But, like, the only other medium I can compare it to is, like, movies mm-hmm. um, or maybe music. But, like, outside of really rare films, I can find anything. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's that, no way for it to. I mean, it can go away, but like I can generally find just about anything I want, um, or at least more importantly, anything from 1986 on up, um, which is like the span of the video game sort of uh, higher uh, history. So 86 on up, it's not even a difficult thing to really find these things. And, I gotta. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Dante. I kind of got to disagree with that. Like, I honestly feel like movies and music actually end up having more respect and uh, historical preservation than video games do. Really? I like I, there is there is movies. There are movies from the nineteen fucking hundreds that are still preserved to this day. Like, there are very few. Um, there are very few movies that are now lost, and some of them are because of accidental fires, water damage, or just general use. But that's one of the beautiful things about digital media, media at this point is a lot of these. Though they are not the originals, but the in- originals are now encased in fucking carbonite so that they can stand the test of time at this point. Digital media has allowed a lot of these movies to remain out there. There's a lot of silent films. Uh, James Rolfe, uh, the angry video game nerd, has a beautiful fucking uh, thing about this uh, on, his, on his website. Uh, there was a movie, uh, there was actually a movie that was thought to be lost, that was finally found, and has actually been distributed via, digi- I believe, digital media, thanks to it being found. And the original version is now in a vault somewhere, never to be, pretty much never to be touched again. And there's one that has been lost to the annals of time, unfortunately. It was a, a, a London one, uh, I can't remember. It was a silent movie. There is music that goes all the way back to the 19 goddamn 40s. There is music that can go back even further, I believe, that was recorded that is still being preserved to this day and is preserved by digital media, which is, uh, be- which is beautiful. And, it's, and I agree, um, and I, I might be a little bit blasphemous, but I support that idea that movies... Uh, and music hold a bit more of cultural significance than video games do. Um, because it's a young media. Art- yeah, particularly from an My- artistic perspective. I mm-hmm. like games, and I think there's certainly an argument to be made about games as art, but I think people get lost in the weeds and can't separate what they think is a really good game compared to what is an excellent artistic representation. 
Now, here's the problem that I find is it just seems like these companies themselves are do not uh, just seem to be not in the care of preserving their old games. And they're not. They're 100 percent not. Which is um, the problem, which is one of the, which is one of, which was one of my biggest problems. Like I'll just give the example. The virtual console was one of the great, best fucking things about the Wii U. Like you could you like, yeah, it's a lot of older games and you have you have to buy them, but you could buy them for a pittance. They were so they were so cheap on the virtual console. Right. But there was an abundance of them. There was TurboGrafx 16 games, there was um Game Boy Advance games, Game Boy games, uh N64 games. Like all that is fantastic. And then they got rid of it and they're now giving the games away for free on a subscription on the Switch, but they're not giving away N64, they're not doing it with N64 right. games, they're not doing it with uh these TurboGrafx 16 games that they were able to do before like they're not doing it with these kinds of games which yeah. is one of the reasons why i am such a proponent for backwards compatibility with these companies is if you want to preserve the history like digitize all your goddamn games and allow them all to be preserved uh, all to be played digitally on all console not mm. all console sorry on your console so like with the xbox when the when the playstation 6 comes out Preserve your history. Allow me to play P- PS1 games, PlayStation 2 games, PlayStation 3 games, PlayStation 4 games, and PlayStation 5 games. When the next Xbox comes out, vice goddamn versa. Okay, there needs to be there needs to be more of a conscious effort to pre- to because like not only are you bolstering your own damn library for like these big giant lulls between game releases, mm-hmm. but you're also giving an extra source of revenue. Like maybe maybe I put on my PlayStation. Maybe maybe some kid today puts on their PlayStation fucking five today and sees this old game, and their and their their older brother or their fucking father walks in and sees, holy shit, is that Aperscape? I used to play that as a kid. It's a good game. You know what? Let's buy it and let's play this together. There you go. And I agree. And I'll make these last two points and be done. I I, I think. Despite as has much a lot of gamers like to say, what gamers aren't looking for is the old things. They want the old things made new. Like mm. people aren't asking for just a re-release of Legend of Dragoon. They want yeah. a brand new Legend of Dragoon. Good they point. want a they want an updated version of Pokemon so it's more open world. Like uh, the gamers like to say it, but by and large, they don't seem to be interested in preserving any of the old stuff. They want a remake. Of Final Fantasy VII, they want the, the, all these things to see how they've pictured them in their head, and then like bring them to life in the big screen. Yeah, um, and see, then largely, it, software companies, which is what most of these video game companies are, historically don't have an interest in saving their old stuff. That's a good. Point. Like software, it's a very fast-moving industry, and yesterday's operating system, yesterday's processor, is gone. You, you've got your diehards who like to have them, just like you got your people who like to have old typewriters. But, but that level of sort of machinery and technology always moves fast, and anything that gets less than the dust is just gone. It's just gone then, forever because we don't I need know. it. Then I've got, got two counterpoints to that. i got two counterpoints to that. Like, for one, old, like com- uh, people liking uh, or wanting to play all the games or wanting new games, first of all, at least like the option. Like that—that that just seems to be a thing that's being restricted on. On like, just seems to get smaller and smaller in in gaming today is choices, um, as far as that goes. But the thing is, with that is the reason why I slightly disagree with the fact that a lot of game, like a majority of gamers, as you put it, 
is the explosion, the absolute goddamn fucking supernova of emulation and ROMs that happened. And honestly, we're still feeling the effects of to this day. And like it got so bad, and this is one of the reasons why, especially with Nintendo, like because I mean, I'd say out of all of them, Nintendo care the most about that, about like their legacy, so to speak, is and and they clearly have to because if you remember, not too long ago, they nuked a whole lot of ROM sites because yep. like these ROM sites tend uh, like host a lot of all the games. They nuked a lot of these ROM sites with DMCA's to get all of their stuff taken down. MU Paradise, Rom Haven, RIP. Rom Haven. Yeah. yeah. Like, so clearly they, 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 they have to give some semblance of a shit to go that far with it, to enforce, to enforce that kind of thing. But like for all of these, for all of these places, because like even now there's still a lot of ROM, ROM sites that get millions of downloads on these older games. Like clearly, like there are people out there that give a shit about legacy. Legacy is important, man, and and and, really and legacy and legacy software. Because, like, I mean, for God's sake, there's a reason why GOG, why GOG still releases all the games that have been that they've updated themselves or have like used fan patches to run on modern hardware. There's a reason, like, like, and if you look at Steam and stuff, like a lot of the older games, like the original Fallout games, are on there as well. Games that go, games that are as near are as old as I am. At yeah, this point, fair, fair enough. Let me, let me let's get to the rest of the guys. Diclonius, man, right. your, your, your input on this, sir. Well, legacy is important. I mean, it can you can leave a bad legacy or a good legacy depending on the kind of game you play. Now, I think obviously the bad ones, thirteen. I know, I mean, but I have to agree with Dante on something. Legacy games. We'll agree there, but I do think that. You know, the older games that we grew up with should be available for everyone to play, not just having to go through all these, like, these ROM sites. Like, like these companies, whether it's Nintendo, Xbox, Sony, they need to find a way to go through their library and put all these old games that we grew up with on their, you know, like, on their online stores to give the new generation of gamers an opportunity to kind of go back and see what we grew up with. Yeah, that's a good point. And not only that, I'd just like to point out something else, especially, uh, and this is the other kind of point to what Zero said about gamers wanting something old but new. The problem is, and like you guys on Xbox know this because you had a number of them promised to you, but you're never going to get. Some of these games will never be remade or remastered. They never will be. So just put like put them, what's, what's uh, Legend, of, Legend of Dragoon is like, like one of them, you will most likely never ever see that remaster or that remade ever. So why not just put it on the Xbox Store so anybody can play it? You mean PlayStation? But yeah, we. we oh, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get my point. Like, there's uh, there's one for the Xbox guys. What was the what was that remaster that Xbox promised like years ago that just quietly died? Uh, was that um, it's the car based one. It was, yeah. It was. Uh, it wasn't Phantom Dust. That's yeah, something Phantom else. Dust. Phantom Dust. That's that's it. With the card. No, it was Phantom Dust. Like, but that 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 quietly died, didn't it? Yeah. Or it, was it, that it, ever? It, it didn't. It didn't happen. I mean, they didn't remaster it at all. They, they they brought it back out, the old one, but it didn't do shit to yeah, it. Yeah. So like, so why not? Again, just re-release that. If you're never gonna remaster or do anything with these promises, because this thing, even Dante, in Dante, Crash Bandicoot, they did re-release yeah. it, but it wasn't 
No, no, but promised. that's my point. That's my point. They re-released it, and we'll most you'll most likely never get a remaster of it. Yeah. So just re-release it, which is what they did. And here's the thing: just because you re-release something doesn't mean down the road you can't remaster it. Yeah. Like with Crash, with Crash, if they'd have put out mm -hmm. the Crash trilogy and then like a year and a half or two later said we're remaking these games, it's not like people wouldn't have bought it for the updated graphics, the updated frame rate, and to get less of the jank. Sorry, I'm done now. I've got my piece. This Fair has been enough. some of those bugs, man. Fair enough. FPS boost. And old games today, I mean, old games shape what we're seeing now. Because if it weren't for like Final Fantasy VII, wouldn't be getting like all these other RPGs that are good. Yeah, I mean, they still you can still play Final Fantasy VII on Game Pass, I believe. The old yeah, but one for something like Marvel Capcom 2, you wouldn't be getting all these other good fighters like Smash. Yeah. I mean that's that's a good point, man. You you're speaking to the choir here, but I don't have to go to my guy Omar, man, because you're PlayStation based. Good lord. But what's your take on legacy, man? My take on legacy is here is the thing with this. Uh what comes if it's digital or if it's physical. Some games get released broken and they would be need packets after packets after packets to fix them. Mm -hmm. So if that game is preserved, uh, preserved how it is, and you're gonna play it ten years later, and the game was released broken and you didn't do anything about it, then you're gonna see that same exact game gonna be broken, and you're not going to be able to play it. My issue with um, legacy is nostalgia. People wanna focus on nostalgia a lot. Yeah. And people wanna not tell hell of drugs. And my thing is some games just didn't age well on PlayStation era, on on Xbox era, on any era. Old school games, it's not that I want them to die, but I don't want PlayStation to focus too much on that era. I'm just focused on the here and now. Because at the end of the day, most people are legit not going to focus on the old school era. There's a reason why now Game Pass exists. If Game Pass, many people, how many people are in Game Pass? 30 million? Now imagine uh, if, if they stop with uh, Game Pass and they take it out of service. You're screwed. Your games are not going to be able to be playable. Same with PlayStation Plus. Same with PlayStation Now. We're moving digitally whether we like it or not. And I disagree with that movement, but that's just the reality of things. Yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about the digital argument. Uh, I mean, that's that's a different debate. I'm talking about just legacy in general. like. Yeah, I'm talking about in general, legacy. Whether it's legacy... Okay. I my my thing is I don't care about uh, the original. Uh, yeah, I would love a Legend of Dragon what remake. I would I don't want to play the original one. I want a remake of it with better graphics, with better gameplay, better FPS. That's what I care about. Gotcha. So, so, so you you're, you're with the, you're with the Reggie um, argument about how like like Pharaoh wants wants their their favorite older games to be remastered and remade to more modern. Exactly, stuff. it's not like they don't care about the older. They care about the older game, but not how they were. 
No one is going to go, to go out and play Final Fantasy VII when you can now play Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's some no, bullshit. No, no that's, that's not true. That's some up fucking horseshit you're that's doing right now. That's not true. true. I play a lot of old games. It's yeah. two completely different uh, playing Final Fantasy games. They're two completely different games and two completely different stories and experience. You're talking right out your fucking asshole there. It depends on the game, man. It's, some games age well like, that you can still play. Like, no, obviously, I'll be honest. I never played the original. Go back and look at the old content. I played old school Pokemon. Like, like I, I, yeah, exactly. I, go back and play. I still do. I go back playing games. But like, like, as, but like, th this isn't. Like, let's be absolutely fair here. Half of this isn't exactly goddamn nostalgia. Like, yeah, half of it is nostalgia. The other half is just common preservation. Yeah. Like, you're preserving your games digitally. Like, yeah, you're making it. You're making it available for people to buy. But it's mainly preservation. I mean, for God's sake. Like, if we're talking about preservation, like. Let's like this is news that just came out now a few hours like nine hours ago. The PlayStation Free and Vita store are going to be shutting down soon. That's a rumor. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't make it a topic. We don't, it's not confirmed yet. But, but like even if, but let's, let's, be. let's be frank. If it is, let's be frank. If it is, that's that's like that's legacy lost right there. Yep. Because oh, yeah. you'll now no longer be able to buy those games or those games that you bought digitally for your PlayStation Free. Are completely lost, which is why I, which is why I came up with the idea that every generation they should allow. Because his thing, he turns around and talks about how better frame rate. The thing is, emulation can offer you a better frame rate. Yeah. Because like all the games, the problem is, is they could hypothetically hit the frame rate that they were aiming for. Just the problem is, the hardware could not support it. Yeah. That's why emu that's why emulators the on on PC and that can hit higher frame rates. That's why. Um, that's why games like Saints Row Three can hit thirty frames per second on the Xbox Series on the Xbox One X. It's just emulated, but it can actually hit the frame rate the original uh, hardware couldn't hit. Yeah. So I mean, like I, I grossly disagree with Omar there, and I'm gonna go. What? What? No, I mean sometimes he makes some good points. I'm, I'm, I want to go. I want to go to Don. Uh, I'm sorry, Kofi, just to just to close this out, man. Before before we uh, close, close the show. With, with, yeah. When it comes um, to legacy, so, man, because I I know you play a lot of old games too. So you play, you've I mentioned do. playing old games. How? how I went, why is why is this important to you, or what's your take on this? Really, I want to be better versed in certain franchises that I missed an opportunity to play because of work or family or whatever busy situations. And PlayStation has offered me a copious and copious uh library that has allowed me to take advantage of things like this this rumor that you're discussing which feels kind of real at this point but it hasn't been confirmed sucks in my opinion mm -hmm. uh dante hit the nail on the head for at least for me personally about preservation yeah. there it, let's say the playstation store dies i'm going to focus on just one thing the psp library if you allow the digital downloads of the psp library to disappear there are 20 or so gems that that are literally only accessible via uh you know um roms or uh you know emulation after that and that's so devastating and i'm thinking games like uh, um Jean uh, d'arc which was made by level five a great tactics game uh valkyria chronicles 3 literally never released on anything else sweet good in woven web of this woven web of the century what it, it it's like the lost 
Dark Horse Vita, uh, PSP game that's really good, at least from what I've played recently, and and many, many others. Right now, I don't think you could play anything. Uh, I don't think you can play Valkyria um, Profile on anything except for a PlayStation Portable. Uh, and, and it was only released physically. It wasn't even released yeah. digitally. That's like another sore point that I have. And it, um, my guess is the some of these titles that may or may not be owned by Sony, complicated regions and all this stuff, are building an expense to maintain the licenses. For example... I strictly believe something like Legend of Lagaya isn't available digitally because at some point the license was dropped for soundtracks or what have you, and at the time Sony's just like, look, we're not picking up the bill for that. We're just we're just not going to continue that license. Um, I, I'm highly suspicious of that because it has held back many other titles from ever being brought back when you know devs and staff and voice actors are like, oh, if that game ever was available, I'd get back onto it. Yeah, an example of that, a good example of that is actually Fallout 3. Oh, really? Because mm. the voice acting in Fallout 3 was lic- was licensed, not actually done in. It's mm. one of the reasons why um, a uh, Fallout 3 mod that was actually going to use original uh, the original voice work from Fallout 3 had to be canned because they didn't have the license. Mm. Yeah, for some reason, you know... I don't know all the ins and outs. Maybe Dante could speak to it, but sometimes maintaining that is not worth the expense. I'm gonna yeah. thought there's an assumption. No, it it, it isn't because licenses can licenses can go up. It's one of the reasons why um, a lot of people got annoyed, Un- somewhat justifiably, but unjustifiably so with uh, with GTA San Andreas when that had to drop a lot of music from it yeah. because right. they just didn't have go. the license anymore. They didn't have the license yep. to the music, like the physical versions. Are um, are completely untouched. Same with obviously, yeah. Um, but the 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 digital version on Steam is missing music because of that reason. Yeah. Right. So like, I need those games to be preserved. Um, oh, here's the other thing. So because of these, a lot of these games are only in Japanese. For me personally, finally having like I'm more exited the the study every day and more just doing the immersion. Now I'm going back and like. Like East East Five, the one I played has never really been officially localized as a fan translation, but the emulation like sucks. So now I'm taking advantage of these things. I just bought a game, and please don't misquote me. It is called Last Ranker with an R. <laughs> it is a great Capcom RPG that is only on PSP. It was emulated on the P P S S P P whatever it's called. Uh, but I just got that, and it was like six bucks, and um. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing this, but it's just disappointing for that particular rumor. But Legacy is very important. I'm going to hit Reggie with a hard one here because he's the Nintendo guy. He's the Nintendo guy, and I'm going to hit him one. As far as preservation and, be, and keeping preservation alive, what about Mother 3? Hmm. Yo! Yo, Dante, I was about to bring that up. I want to play Mother 3. Wait till next week, motherfuckers, because we're way past the time. <laughs> You're um, right. Nah. I'm going to play that we game, want, though. We got the closest you out the only one, B. Uh, Yo, listen, it is what it is. Dante, man, do your outro first, bro, so we can get that. Okay, out. first of all, fuck the CEO of Activision. Just straight up. Oh, laying off a bunch of fucking people and getting a 20, mini, 20 million fucking uh, package for himself. Go fuck yourself, motherfucker. How about that one? He did it again, because we, we talked about that last year. <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah, so, well, you know, fuck Activision. If there's any reason to stop supporting a publisher, that's fucking one of them. That's why I don't buy uh, stuff. 
So, yeah, well, uh, you can find me at Dante Crisis on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, DLive. Um, I'm, currently, I'm currently in the battles of Raccoon City waiting for extraction. Uh, it's it fucking suck. It fucking sucks here. It's like it's like being it's like being alone in a in a fucking car with FC. It's just desolate and dead. Um, Haters. <laughs> uh, I'm currently I'm currently on my uh, YouTube channel doing a let's play of Zombie Army trilogy, which is a lot of fun, uh, as well as Persona Five Strikers. Which, hallelujah, I will say it for the third time. They fucking patched it to have faster load times. There Holy shit. It. There it is, man. Fucking final. I am. Out. I'm also. I'm also doing a live stream today on Tuesday of GoldenEye 007 on the N64 uh, on emulated because you know they they don't have it on the Switch. Uh, again, going back to Legacy, um, I'm going to be playing through the entire game on Double O Agent because I have no sanity. Um, I'm also playing Dark Souls on Wednesdays and Dragon Age Origins on Thursdays. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Pharaoh, if you can find you. This man muted himself. You're muted, bro. Rookie, man. Rookie. Yeah, rookie move. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch at Landa Pharaoh, Twitter at Pharaoh Bazaar. That's about it right now. I don't really have much going on right now. Roger that. I'm working on about to get that capture card to start making some stuff. That's what's up, man. Definitely do it, man. Diclonius. Uh, you can find me floating between Night City and Liberty City playing GTA 4. Yes, I somehow got that working, even though I have VSync on and it's still screen tearing. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Boy, well, you can't really find me on PS anymore because I ain't playing that thing anymore. Uh, Welcome you can to only the find PC me on Twitter. Master Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, PC Master Race. Where, yeah, where, my Twitter, where legacy Twitter, is uh, preserved. <laughs> yeah, my legacy. <laughs> my seven-year legacy of having trophies. Other than that, though. All right, but that's what's up, man. That's what's up. My guy, Jubei, where, where can they find you? Getting your ass beat by KB. Hey, yo. Yeah, he ain't a... I w <laughs> tell him, bring them sticks. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> you can find me at JubeiXSensei on all gaming platforms except the Switch because I don't do multiplayer on the Switch. Um, you can find me at Jubei Sensei on Twitter, um, and I will be continuing to stream Final Fantasy X in its entirety, uh, on Twitch, um, this week. So, yeah. You're gonna beat the whole game in a week? I would like to. There you go, man. Follow my guy, man. Follow Jubei on Twitch. I'm, I'm already at, um, I just, I just, I just, I just watched Sin devastate the Crusaders, so I'm right about there. So I'm up. making good time. That's what's up, man. Omar, if you can find you, my dude. You're late, so later. <laughs> very true, very true. Zero. Um, as always, a uh, great time. Just find me at Zero uh, 3D6 on Twitter. Um, but find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, iHeart, Player FM. <sighs> Listen notes, Cashbox Podcast, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Deezer, and YouTube. I'm currently on the bed. And under your bed, um, as always, uh, FC is on a different time zone, so you have to excuse him. He might be like 45 to an hour late, but he will be there. Yes, so. sir. It'll be, it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. All right. That's what's up, man. Last but not least, Kofi, where people find you? 
Guys, you can find me at creative underscore Kofi on Twitter. Um, obviously doing translations for any news coming out for me too. I don't even know if anything's coming out this Wednesday. I just automatically downloads and I'll translate it. Um, Shimigami Tensei 3 HD Remaster is the current game to review for people who are waiting for the West release. Don't forget that there was some sort of frame rate issue that the Japanese version had and it was quote unquote patched by Atlas, but the rumors are it's not good. I haven't personally encountered them yet, but I'm hoping to report on that before May 25th, which is the localization date. So uh, keep, uh, keep tuned for that. Big facts, big facts. And you already know this. who this is. This is FC Violent. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. If you are listening to this and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Cry, type that like button and share this out to gamers everywhere. And you already know what it is, man. Keep it gaming. We out of here. Peace. Starbucks sponsor us. Starbucks. Big fat. <laughs> I'm on the outside looking in. And I want to be, and I want to be back on the inside. I don't want to be, I don't want to be left on the outside. All alone. Oh, oh, oh.